Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We're sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were an but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> call Jiggy right now, 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy hey Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to a action-packed edition of our radio broadcast today. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Tune in. And, of course, today on Red Nation Radio, we've got a great series of guests that we want to get into. We are going to go join. We've got uh, Dan Perkins with us today, best-selling author. He is uh, joining us. He is from TheHill.com. We also have Don Mazzella, our newspaper man. He is uh, from SB Digest. We also have our world traveler and... Uh, uh, I, 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 that's the only thing I can say because he doesn't like promoting his book. Um, IQ Al Rizzoli. And also with us today on the telephone is, uh, two great guests. First of all, I want to introduce, uh, my good, close personal, longtime friend, Mr. Larry Pratt. He is the political analyst and executive director of Gun Owners of America. And we also have with us today Ken Timmerman. He is a best selling author as well. Ken has a fabulous, fabulous book out there. And, uh, before we get into our discussion here, um, Ken, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, deception, the making of the YouTube video Hillary and Obama blamed for Benghazi. Tell us a little bit about the book, and then we'll uh, let Larry kind of chat with us, and then we'll get our panelists involved, and we'll just have a good old discussion here today. Well, uh, Jiggy, look, we're, we're seeing this play out right in front of our eyes. You saw how uh, Chris Matthews went into Pat Smith, the mother of Sean Smith, one of, those, uh, one of the men who was killed in Benghazi. Hillary Clinton lied to her, and now Hillary says, well, I didn't lie to her. So my book is all about this deception, how they made this YouTube video, Innocence of Muslims, and then how they made it go viral. And when I say they, I mean the United States government made the video go viral so they could continue to blame it for violence around the Middle East, and Hillary is still using that cover-up today. What were they trying to cover up? The things that were actually taking place in Benghazi, which was gun-running, to jihadis. And uh, Larry, you 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 have been on this broadcast many a time. You've warned us that uh, Hillary and Tim Kaine are coming for the guns. Uh, that they're they've got Supreme Court justices in, in, in play. There's all sorts of things going on. What 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 do you make of uh, the the latest with Hillary and and the guns, Larry? I think it's very interesting to see the contrast in the media's treatment of Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump over the issue of uh, victims of uh, 
Islam, shall we say. Uh, Hillary Clinton was uh, uh, involved with one of the ladies, one of the mothers of the victims of Benghazi. And the media really didn't have any time to get into that, and uh, they kind of tended to accept her uh, attestation that uh, the mother was lying, uh, that Hillary had always told her nothing but the truth and always the truth. And then we come to a Muslim that works for Saudi Arabia, and he accuses Donald Trump, and all of a sudden Donald Trump just can't get out of the quicksand. Now, uh, IQ Al-Rizzoli, you, you have been educating us on Islam and everything for, for years. Um, what, what, what do you make of uh, Ken and, uh, and, and Larry's uh, comments here today? Well, let me tell you this. I sent an email to Mr. Khan, the father of the dead American Muslim. Yes. I, I said, if you don't mind, I'll just quote it. Your son died as an American hero who believed that he was first and last an American, whose allegiance was to the United States of America and not to Islam. You, on the other hand, are doing the opposite by committing three egregious lies by standing with Hillary Clinton. Hey, tell me how you really think again. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. Listen, that is spot on. Being politically correct is not part of my life. <laughs> so I told him, A, Hillary approved of the Iraq invasion while Trump was against it. B, Trump did not say that he would prohibit all Muslims from coming to the USA. As you and all these leftist, unhinged, and irrational media hosts are alleging. He said very correctly, clearly, and totally rationally that he would not allow unvetted Muslims to come to the USA. And finally... As a Muslim, how is it possible that you accuse ISIS of being un-Islamic when your Quran and Hadith support ISIS fully? I asked him to answer me. I don't think I'll get an answer. <laughs> I don't think you'll get an answer either, IQ. Larry, uh, IQ is not, as he said, he's not really politically correct. And I know that uh, in, 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 in this company of, of folks today, uh, that's not a bad thing, Larry. No, and it's, uh, we need a lot more of that. We need people uh, willing to say the kinds of things that we just heard, and I think it's particularly refreshing that somebody with Mr. Rasuli's background is willing to say that. Uh, it takes a lot of guts uh, for somebody in his situation to do that uh, because the uh, Islamist community does not like people to speak the truth the way he just did. Yes. Now, Dan Perkins, hearing all this and uh, having our two guests with us today, Ken Temmerman and Larry Pratt, um, what, what, what do you have for, for both of these gentlemen? I, I think the, the, the back story is about to become the primary story. To me, the back story of what's going on here is the fact that Hillary Clinton approved the sale of guns to Syrian terrorists who ultimately became ISIL. So we have the Secretary of State not only choosing sides, but as we heard earlier from our first guest, actively involved in gun running to send weapons to what ultimately became ISIL. Yeah. So I, I, 
I guess the concern that I have, I think that's a very important story. I know that the mainstream media will not get it out. My grave concern is right the the gentleman who made the uh, the the observation that Mr. Trump is in the quicksand. I think that Mr. Trump is in the quicksand because Hillary put him there. And she's going she's already said that for the entire month of August she is going to not talk about issues. She is going to put Mr. Trump out of the race by the end of August. If Mr. Trump continues to take the bait, these people that were on the stage with the with the with the son who was killed, it was all part of a plan, in my opinion, to get Donald Trump off of message. The message of which is the incompetence of Mrs. Clinton to be President of the United States. We had today the President of the United States go on a tirade that Mr. Trump was not qualified to be President of the United States. And when asked why, uh, he felt that that he didn't have the qualifications either from a foreign policy or a business standpoint uh, or an economic standpoint to be able to run the country. What I thought was also interesting is that he talked about uh, he talked about John McCain, his first opponent, and Mitt Romney, his second opponent. And he said of them, I, I don't think they were really that hard of a, an opponent for us. Uh, and and they they could have probably served as president, not as good as I have been, but they could have served, and the country would have gotten behind them, and we would have campaigned for in, in the next four years to try and take over the office of presidency. So we saw another example of the narcissism of the president, and one of the question if it, he chastised not by name, but by position, the Speaker of the House, the Leader of the Senate, and specifically John McCain. If you disagree with this man and what he's saying, how can you continue to support him? Why don't you disown him? So the President is clearly reading out of Hillary's playbook about what he she wants to get done during the month of August. She wants to destroy his character. And he's biting on those things as opposed to talking about the issues. He's getting bogged down in the quicksand, as the gentleman said, which I thought was a great illustration, but he's not focused on issues. The problem is that when Mr. Trump gets attacked, he feels he must respond. And I understand that. But he's got to understand that he's being played, and he needs to be get more focused back on the issues that are important to the American people. Now, now, Ken, uh, follow up on that. Uh, what, what, what do you make of uh, Dan's comments? So we'll get Larry's comments, and we'll let Don jump in here. Uh, well, I think he's spot on, and uh, you know, this is a real problem keeping Donald Trump on message. Uh, he has run a very unconventional campaign. He responds immediately with Twitter. He's gotten himself probably, you know, who knows, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of uh, earned media because of this. 
and it has worked so far. Uh, now uh, it's been a different ballgame. Now we are in the in the fall election campaign. Hillary Clinton has got the biggest super PAC that has ever been created in the history of the United States behind her. It is called uh, the left media. NBC, ABC, CNN, uh, you, you name it, the New York Times, the Washington Post. This is an enormous super PAC uh, just working to get Hillary Clinton elected. And Donald Trump needs to focus on her character, on her record, on what she failed to do in Benghazi. She failed to protect our men in Benghazi. She slowed down and ultimately halted the uh, dispatch of reinforcements to rescue them, and then she created this ridiculous deception of this YouTube video and blamed it for the attack and ultimately put the filmmaker in jail, and she continues to lie about it even today. I mean, she lied just literally today about this. Uh, she continues to, you know, say that the, the parents lied about it. So uh, I think that's where he ought to go. He ought to stick to the, stick to the real hard subject, stick to the economy to one point. Uh, 2% anemic growth since Obama's been in office uh, and stay away from the personal attacks. Now, now Larry, Larry Jim, yeah, Jim, go ahead, jump in there, Dan. I, I just want to ask a real quick question of the gentleman who just spoke. Ken Timmerman. I, I, want, I want to make sure that I heard correctly what he said. And if I if I'm, I didn't hear it correctly, then I, I want him to correct me. But if I did hear it, maybe he wants to think about what he just said. I thought I heard him say that Hillary was responsible for the production of the video. And I'm not sure that that's what he meant to no, say. No, no, no. I know I said, she I used Hillary the talking point of the video, but I, I may be the only one that heard that. But uh, do you believe that she was responsible for making Ken. the video? Ken. Uh, no, no. She was responsible for promoting the video and for making it go viral. The video was made by a Coptic Christian named Nakula mm. Basli Nakula. And I detail that whole process in the book. I take you onto the set of the uh, movie as they're making the film a year before mm -hmm. Benghazi. Uh, no, she had nothing to do with making the video. She had everything to do with making mm -hmm. it go viral. Very different, very different story. The yes. Okay, thank you. A YouTube channel that had 405 views. 405 views. Three days later, it had millions of views. Why? Because the U.S. government was pointing everybody to it and was talking about it day in and day out. Now, uh, right. Don, Don Mazzella, you're you're our newspaper columnist, newspaper man here. What what what, what do you well, make? Uh, what do you I'm, I'm going to disagree with every uh, with everybody. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I agree with I agree with you. Um, First off, Dan and a lot of people think that uh, the mission in August is for Hillary to destroy uh, uh, Donald Trump um, and make him uh, unfit. I'm looking at the New York Times front page uh, online right now, and naturally the big story for the Times is the fact that a House Republican has declared um, Donald Trump unfit uh, to, to be president. Uh, uh, Donald Trump is doing uh, what um, the Re Democratic Party did not expect him to do, which is to fight back. When uh, uh, when the story about the father of the soldier, that they thought they they could run this by him on by by the stage, get some feel good points, and move on. So what happened? 
uh, Donald Trump uh, attacked him. Um, uh, uh, probably lost some votes, but uh, put the uh, Democrats on notice. They're not going to get away with this. The failure of everybody will agree between McCain and Romney the last two times out is when they were attacked, they didn't counterattack. They tried to play nice. This is not a race. You've got a woman in here who has never learned how to play nice in her whole life. You have, and you, she's got an opponent. It's all going to come down to uh, the New York Times' other big story, the fact how they think that the bounce that she got in the election uh, will not uh, uh, will not go away. Uh, my answer to both is Trump. Trump has a game plan. I, I agree with you that, uh, that he shouldn't pick every target that attacks him, but he's got to keep uh, firing away because. There are a lot of disaffected people in this country, both Democrats and Republicans, who are simply saying the old way doesn't work, and there's got to be a new way. And and the, the fact that he is so new and doing it in such an unorthodox fashion makes him that that much more attractive. Now, uh, uh, this election is far from over, but we will know if it's over the second week in, in September. Now, IQ, you you are a huge supporter of Donald Trump. You 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 are one of the few Muslims that that uh, uh, converted Muslims. I, I guess I should say that uh, that uh, it enjoy Donald Trump. You've you've talked about him a lot on this program. Um, what, what do you have to say to Ken Temerman and Larry Pratt today here in our broadcast, as well as Mazzella and Perkins? He should not be distracted. For example, take this soldier the American soldier, the Muslim who died, instead of attacking only the father, which is, he has every right to attack him back because the father started it, he should have pointed out to the father that tens of thousands of American soldiers have died in the last 40 to 50 years in defense of Muslims all over the world. Why is his son so special? Simple question. Don't make it into a big issue. Go for the jugular. I always go for the jugular. It is nicer, cleaner, and safer for everybody, <laughs> except the victims. Larry Pratt, what, what, what do you make of IQ's uh, comments about going for the jugular? <laughs> well, you have to know. You have to go, and you know where it is. Don't beat around the bush. What Hillary Clinton is trying to do is to literally wear him down. You don't have to do that. First of all, as the gentleman said, go for Hillary. What has she achieved in her life? What has she, especially as Secretary of State. When Obama is talking about uh, Trump being unfit, Obama was the most unfit president in the history of the Republic. Look who's talking. Larry, uh, give, give us your thoughts on all this. Yeah, it was kind of funny for Obama to lecture about uh, the acceptable parameters for being president when arguably he's the most failed president we've ever had from most people's perspective, but not from his. Let's keep in mind that the man that's been uh, stirring the pot, criticizing, said he wanted to fundamentally transform the country. He's a disciple of Saul Alinsky. He believes in destroying the country. And... And for people not to point that out, uh, 
not to point out that this is a communist on a mission to destroy the country. Someone who uh, brought in Saul Alinsky's admirer, Hillary Clinton, who wrote, who wrote her senior thesis at Wellesley on what a cool guy Saul Alinsky is, was, uh, that uh, has not really entered the debate. We, uh, I, I quite agree, we need to be going for the juggler. These people have been walking around with it, pulsating, uh, stretching it out for us to hit, and all we do is step on their toe? Dan Perkins, uh, what, what, what do you make of uh, Larry Pratt from Gun Owners of America's comments there? Well, I, 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 I have grave concerns. I, I think that Mr. Trump can handle the uh, onslaught from wherever it's coming from. But he can't be distracted at the shiny object of the moment. He's got somehow to control himself. And and I, I think um, Rush said today that he thinks that Hillary is going after Trump for the entire month of August to try and build up a, a, such a, a, a dominant lead in the polls that she will make a suggestion to the Federal Elections Commission and the League of Women Voters to cancel the presidential and vice presidential debates. I, I think that Mr. Trump believes that if he can get her on the stage in a presidential debate or two, um, he can destroy her. And I suspect she believes that he can. Um, but she's, as, as the idea of wearing him down with all these different things, uh, none of which have anything to do, as Don pointed out about, and has pointed out forever, that it's about jobs, it's about the economy, it's it's talking about a, a GDP last week that was 1.2% and, and the first quarter GB, GDP was reduced by almost 50% to 80 basis points uh, productivity. Uh, we have the first sitting president since the Second World War whose entire term the average GDP was less than 2%. Um, there are plenty of things for Mr. Trump to say but as long as Hillary and her minions are controlling the rhetoric that are taking him away from the issues, I think he is going to continue to respond. And he's going to respond to what whatever shiny object they put in front of his face at that moment in time. I think Don is right. He is a fighter. You attack him, he's going to go after him. And they're going to attack him on so many fronts that he's constantly going to be attacking back, but not on the subject matter that's important that the American people want to hear. Now, uh, well, I, could I could yeah, I jump go, in there? Jiggy? Go ahead, Don. Go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, I agree with what Dan's saying, but but uh, Trump is finally doing what he should have done uh, earlier, which is getting some real political hands uh, on board to advise him. And one of the things I'm told that they are doing is creating uh, creating a, uh, a vision of America. The, this election, despite everybody talks about the negatives, this election will be decided on the candidate that presents the American people uh, a uh, a plan for how we can move forward on the economy. 
how we can get jobs. Hillary hasn't done it. All she's talked about is government spending. Uh, the New York Times trumpets uh, uh, the fact that uh, Donald Trump is saying he'll spend twice as much as Hillary. But there's got to be a vision. Uh, and I almost go back to the Central Park's uh, ice skating rink. Uh, uh, Donald Trump saw a problem, and he solved it. He solved a four-year problem in four months. So uh, if he can take, uh, uh, as Dan said, the shiny objects away and focus on that, he will win. And that's what the uh, I'm told is what his Republican advisors, the savvy people who have been in other campaigns, uh, 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 are trying to convince him to do, to look at the issues, uh, for the issue that every American talks about as number one. Except, uh, which is jobs. Jobs are the key to, to the success of the presidential candidate. Now, uh, now, now, Ken Tamerman is with us today, also Larry Pratt. Ken, Ken has got Deception, the making of the YouTube video Hillary and Obama blame for Benghazi, and uh, he is New York Times best-selling author. Hearing all this today, Ken, uh, what, what, what do you make of all this that Dan, Don, and IQ, and even Larry have brought up? Well, I, I think it just fits a pattern. It fits a pattern of the way Mrs. Clinton operates, the way the Clintons have operated for decades. Uh, they essentially uh, focus on a media sideshow. They, they focus on a narrative. Remember in the 1990s, it was a vast right-wing conspiracy. Bill Clinton, everything he was doing was great, but there was this vast right-wing media conspiracy, of which I happen to have been a part at the time as an American spectator, that was uh, bringing him down. What, what I found uh, uh, when I was doing research for this book, Deception, is that the same guy who created that fantasy in the 1990s, Sid Blumenthal, was involved in crafting the narrative about the YouTube video that was responsible for Benghazi. So we see them doing exactly the same thing again and again and again. And you know what? Uh, those of us who've been around for a while and watched this political scene, uh, this ought to sound familiar by now. It ought to sound familiar. I think you know how the Clintons operate. Uh, there is a Clinton system. You know, uh, uh, Donald Trump calls her crooked Hillary. There's a very good reason for that. But there's also the lying Hillary uh, and the cover-up of Hillary. And I think, you know, those are big vulnerabilities. And I forget who it was who mentioned it in the debate. Uh, but, um, of course, Donald Trump will demolish her in the debate. And that's why they tried to put the debate, the commission has tried to push the debate on the same night as a big NFL game so nobody will watch it. Now, now, Larry, uh, hearing all this, and uh, I know that, that you're you're big Second Amendment advocate over there at Gun Owners of America. Um, Hillary has made a lot of comments about how her and Kane are are coming for the guns. They've got Supreme Court justices possibly. Um, what, what what do you make of all this going into this very very important election? Well, if people haven't uh, really decided that they can vote for Donald Trump. Uh, there were a lot of us that uh, he was not our first choice, but her statement on the Second Amendment, her idea that Australia offers a model for us, well, that would involve confiscating over half of the guns in private hands in the United States if she were to be able to put into practice what she's been talking about. It's radical. And if she has judges in mind that are as radical as is she, 
uh, judges maybe who have also been disciples of Saul Alinsky, that pretty much means that you're either going to have to decide to never again listen to what the Supreme Court had to say, has to say, or it's all over. Dan Perkins, uh, you're, you're I, I think it's. This. I think Jim. I think it, I think he's. That's that was a wonderful, short, concise. What I've been talking about for months. This is. This is the most important election because, depending upon the outcome of this election, as as I wrote this piece last week on on the daily on Clash Daily. It's American sunset. It's it's America as we know it is is gone, and I I think that that I I read this morning on Drudge that uh, Rasmussen released a poll this morning, which I I had some hope in. He said the number of the percentage of people who said in March that they probably were not going to vote in this election was about 25%. It's now down to 14. That there seems to be much more interest in this election. Um, I think that that hopefully maybe that means that people are waking up in America to just how important this election is. I mean, I, I've, I've said that the greatest issue is to me is not the wall. It's not protecting the border. It's not keeping the Syrians or the refu- or the terrorists out. The most important part of this election is that the new president will probably change the Supreme Court for 30 years. And if we get a Democrat in there, we will have a left-dominant Supreme Court for the rest of all of our lives, and it will not be a pretty outcome. So while everything is important, the one important, the most, in my opinion, the most important is that <clears throat> the president will select probably three, maybe four Supreme Court justices in his first term. And who knows how many if he is elected for. And, and, and Trump told us who he's going to put in. So the Democrats know who they are. And it's interesting. They're not really going after those selections. So I, I, I'm just, I, am, I have to say I'm very worried. I, I've never been more concerned about our country than I have been in the last year, not only with all the terrorist attacks, but with what's going on in the, in the division within the political process in the United States, moving further to the right and further to the left, and moving to, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, I just turned 71. Who would have thought in my lifetime that I would see a communist competitive in the Democratic primaries for the the presidential nomination? Now, that could be said that that's because it's Hillary, but um, these are very, very difficult and strange times. Now, IQ, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to you, then we'll go to Don. Uh, let, let, you know, give us your thoughts on what Dan was saying, what our good friend Larry Pratt from Gun Owners of America was saying, and what Ken Timmerman was saying about the fact that uh, the Supreme Court and guns and everything is going to be involved in this election. Absolutely true. It will be the big make or break of the United States of America forever. Absolutely true. But what we, what Donald Trump should have is a, uh, what do you call it? An attack dog like me. 
<laughs> I mean it honestly. He should concentrate on the particulars of the debate that will come in the future, which is jobs and everything else. About Islam, about women, about black mat lives matter, he should have me. He doesn't need anybody else. I mean it honestly. I know it sounds like a brag. It's not a brag. This is my subject. I have lived it for 30 years. Now it's 33 years. He doesn't have to do anything. I will do all the demolishing. They talk about Muslims. I ask any Muslim in public two questions, by the way. I want you guys to listen to this. Any Muslim, you ask him two questions. Are you a Muslim? Yes. Do you believe in Muhammad, Quran and Sunnah? Yes. Then you are an enemy of America. End of conversation. Any Muslim. Anybody disagreeing with me? Spot on. <laughs> I would, IQ, I would say I heard today uh, uh, um, one of Clinton's operatives saying to the press, you know, this is, I, I'm trying to do this as, as accurately as I can, IQ. You know, most Muslims don't believe in the Koran. They don't believe in Sharia law. Uh, most, most, and you know, we've had this conversation before, IQ, is, is, is a Muslim a Muslim because they say they are, or are they a Muslim because they follow the teachings of Muhammad in the Koran and the Sharia? Sorry to interrupt you. Sure. Every pew uh, estimate they made, every pew interview, everywhere in the Muslim world, 70 to 80 percent of Muslims around the world believe in Sharia. Whoever said it from the Democratic Party should be put against a wall, shot dead. No trial. <laughs> we don't. It's not a matter of argument. It's not a they matter. They may do that discussion. in Iraq and in Iran, but we don't do that in the United States. <laughs> IQ. I know. I know. I know. Everybody is politically correct. I'm not politically correct. Uh, Larry, I, like Saddam, I like Saddam Hussein, as Trump said. Yes. Under Saddam Hussein, we never had acts of terror. Did you know that? Right. Not a single act of terror under Saddam Hussein. Not a Hussein. single act, yes. Um, Larry, Larry Pratt, what, what, what do you make of IQ's assessment there and, uh, and, and, and some of the different things he laid out? Well, I think it's awfully helpful to have someone who comes from that background point out that a serious Muslim is a serious problem. Uh, I'm, I, I share the view that if somebody's a nominal Muslim, um, that's fine. But th th even there, they can be under pressure to be part of the Ummah, the community, and to shelter and to uh, see something, say nothing, and to do nothing. <laughs> uh, and, and so we've got a, we, I think we've got a real problem, and we have to make it clear that we are deadly, and I underscore deadly serious, about dealing with people who want to act out the Quran. And eventually we might get to the point where we were for some time in years past when it was, uh, it required rather more determination uh, to, uh, to do what some of the Islamists are doing now. But we have only shown weakness. Uh, we have had whether it was Bush or our incumbent president, leaders talking nonsense about Islam. When, when Bush, bless his heart, decided he was going to fight against aggression, an attack on the U.S., 
yet at the same time he's talking about Islam being a religion of peace? Really, buddy? You really believe that? <laughs> now, 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 now. Sorry uh, to interrupt you, but uh, yes. with all due respect, the Pope, the leader of 1.2 billion Catholics, said even worse than what Obama, well, what Bush said. He said, embrace them. He couldn't find aggressive, aggressive verses in the Quran. The guy is out of his mind. I don't care he's the Pope. He is yeah. the most dangerous Pope ever in the history of Catholic religion in the last 500 years. Yeah, he's got a problem, all right. Ken, he's Ken Timmerman. Yeah, he's the PC Pope. That's true. Uh, you know, what we've done in the past uh, six years in this country under Obama is to dismantle all of the intelligence programs that had been developed by uh, Homeland Security, uh, by Customs and Border Protection, by the FBI, that would help to identify mosques that were proselytizing, mosques that were radicalizing young Muslims, uh, and individuals who were traveling back and forth to different countries. So today, uh, we don't know who they are. Uh, in fact, Phil Haney, who recently wrote a book that Larry, yes. I think you just referred to, uh, yes. uh, see something, uh, say nothing, uh, you know, he was ordered as a Customs and Border Protection agent to actually destroy the intelligence records that he himself had created on the either individuals or organizations or mosques that were a threat to the United States. So it is not going to happen overnight when Donald Trump becomes president that we will be able to correct all these problems. He has to clean house he has to make sure that the Muslim organizations like the Council on American Islamic Relations care and all of the Muslim Brotherhood front organizations in this country cannot commit lawfare, lawfare, in other words, using the law to commit warfare by other means to keep us from identifying the enemies in our midst. Now, Don, uh, Don Mazzella joining back with us. Um, uh, Don, what, what, what do you make of all this uh, all this talk that Ken was saying about the fact that, that Trump's got a clean house when he gets in there? Well, there's no question. Um, he, uh, he's noted for that. But he's also, also smart enough as, as a manager, which uh, the, uh, neither President Obama nor Hillary Clinton have ever been, um, that he will keep the good with the old. Um, uh, of all of the uh, candidates, I think he's the one that will do the, the most. He uh, he has demonstrated, if no, no other way but a television program, that he knows how to pick talent. And uh, whatever, I was down in Ocean County, where uh, in Atlantic County, where uh, uh, Trump had his uh, a hotel, and where he couldn't get elected dog catcher, uh, because of all the things he did, but the, every one thing everybody said about about him was that he knew how to pick the people to run his organizations, and I believe he he will do a better job than the last four presidents uh, at picking a, a staff that will get the job done. Uh, I, I have no doubts that he's capable of doing the job and learning the job. Remember. No one enters the presidency really knowing how to be a president. They learn it over time. And that's what, uh, that's one of the things he should say, uh, at some point in, in the campaign. You're darn right, I don't know. But then no one else did, and some people didn't learn. Um, that's my thought on all of that. 
Now, uh, Ken Timmerman's with us today. Also, Larry Pratt, our uh, guest today here on our panel. We also have Dan Perkins from TheHill.com, Don Mazzella from SB Digest, and our good friend, the world traveler himself, Mr. IQ Al Rizzoli. And um, I want to talk a little bit here about Black Lives Matter. I know that, Larry, um, you're very outspoken uh, uh, about what, what they've been doing fairly recently. They, they basically have been murdering cops. They've been cheering. Uh, the, the gun grabbers are on the move, my friend. G- give us a little bit of thoughts on this. I think we may have lost Larry. I think we lost Larry. <laughs> Ken Timmerman, are you still with us, my friend? I, I am indeed. Okay. Well, let, let's let, let, let's do this. Let's shift focus and talk about your movie. Um, you've got this incredible, incredible film uh, or this book about the film that uh, they used to take down. Uh, uh, that they they used as a as a way to blame Benghazi. Um, it's called Deception. Uh, you take everybody behind the scenes in this great book. Give us, give us your take on the book, and then I'm going to let IQ uh, chat. We'll start with IQ, and we'll let Dan and Don jump in there. So tell us a little bit more about the book. Sure, and, and hopefully it will become a movie soon. We actually have uh, developed the film script, and we have some production houses in Hollywood that have expressed interest in it. Uh, Deception, the making of the YouTube video uh, that Hillary and Obama blamed for Benghazi, it tells the story of the filmmaker, this Coptic Christian, Nakula, who made the film, and one of the actresses, Cindy Lee Garcia, who was completely deceived. She had no idea that she was in a movie called that would be called Innocence of Muslims. Uh, she had no idea it was about Islam or Muhammad. She was completely ignorant of the, of the Middle East. If you had mentioned Muhammad to her when they were making the movie, she wouldn't have known what you were talking about anyway. Uh, and so she wakes up the day after the Benghazi attacks, sees her face. So she is the face on TV being called the face of hatred and bigotry. And she was blamed personally by the Secretary of State and the President of the United States for the deaths of four men in Benghazi. And she spent two and a half years trying to get her life back uh, and engage in a massive lawsuit against Google that spent millions of dollars to do what? To keep the YouTube video that Hillary and Obama were blaming for the attacks online so it could cause more violence in the Middle East. Now, one of the things that I, I spent a lot of time with Nakula, the filmmaker, as well, and uh, while his film is a caricature, uh, it's kind of like Monty Python, Monty Python meets the Koran. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. He had a... Uh, look, he, the, the director, he made this on a shoestring. The director that he hired to do it uh, his last production was uh, something like Lady Chatterley Comes to Hollywood. He was a soft porn film uh, director. And that sort of shows in this movie, Innocence of Muslims. Uh, but nevertheless, it takes authentic stories from the Koran and the life of Muhammad, turns them into, der- into derision, but the truth, the stories are authentic, they are true. And that is what so, uh, 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 so aroused uh, Muslim anger. Or, or anger throughout the Muslim world and these protests after Benghazi. Nobody saw it during Benghazi, but afterwards, when the U.S. government promoted it and put up special YouTube channels to make sure it would get a lot of attention, took out advertisements in Pakistan on television to make sure people saw it. Over 40 people were killed in these riots around the Middle East, and Hillary Clinton, as we said earlier, continues to blame the 
Now, now I want to start with Don on this. Uh, this this book and this this whole thing is absolutely amazing. What 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 do you make of uh, Ken's assessments on all this? Well, from from what I've seen it, uh, and heard, but what I find uh, fascinating is the fact that the media hasn't picked up on it. The media has, uh, see. Uh, um, you you know my main, main complaint with the media is that it, it, there's bias towards the uh, towards the left, and it's a very uh, um, and it hasn't changed. Though the, the New York Times has finally admitted that maybe it is a, a little um, a bias. Their own, own bondsman said that. My own feeling uh, is, is that. Um, the more people that read the book, the, the better. The more people will vote for Trump. Uh, and that's my feeling. My question is, how do you get them to read it? And I'm keeping silent on that. I'm hoping somebody can tell me. Everybody else was silent too when you asked your question. Uh, it really comes down. It's like uh, Dinesh D'Souza in his new his new movie on Hillary. You've got to promote it. You've got to you've got to realize that certain media outlets are not going to be uh, interested in even showing anything. You know, it was interesting. <laughs> I don't know whether you saw this, Jim. Um, this morning, Apple was taken to task because Siri, you know, the voice yes. when you do a search, yes. uh, Siri couldn't seem to find any locations of where D'Souza's movie was playing. No, no locations. It couldn't find them anywhere. Um, and it's, it's just an example of how the whether it's the media or, or corporate America or whoever it is, uh, this this um, this Clinton machine is so uh, deeply ingrained and and in all aspects of our society and our life, uh, we have no idea how evil these people really are and uh, how much power they've gained with virtually n nothing to sell. <laughs> Apple sells computers and cell phones, but the only thing that Hillary and Bill have to sell is Hillary and Bill and who they know and, and the money. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just amazing. I want to ask the, the author a quick question about yes, his yeah. book and about the movie. Is the guy still in jail? The guy's not in jail. He spent a year in jail uh, because of the movie, but he is absolutely terrified. Uh, he has not been speaking to the media. I'm the only reporter he's really spent time with uh, because he believes as long as Obama is in office, they could send him back to prison any day. They got him for a, quote, parole violation, and if I, I explain in the book exactly what it is. It's Kafkaesque. It really is. Uh, I won't go into it here. It's a little bit complicated, but it's just Kafka-esque. It's like he was caught jaywalking, okay? They caught him jaywalking. Think of it that way and put him in jail for a year. So they can do it again. Uh, so he's very afraid. But I, I, I have to ask you, I, I apologize for interrupting you because I, I, I want to ask you a follow-up question. Well, here's what I'm having difficulty understanding. Uh, the president, the first lady, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, they're all sitting in the in this conference, the Situation Room at the White House. 
and they're watching in real time what's happening in Benghazi. How quickly, I mean, they came out within a matter of days with this video scenario. So who developed the video scenario? Who found it in the first place, if only four people looked at it? Who found it within the administration and developed the scenario of this was going to be what they were going to use to defend their position? Okay, that story I can now tell, and I tell that in the book. We have new emails that have been finally released uh, that, that give some hints of what happened. Uh, one of the things uh, that happened early on was Sid Blumenthal. I, I discovered an email from Sid Blumenthal. He was the man in the Clinton White House who invented this notion of the vast right-wing conspiracy. And he sent her, uh, Hillary an email, which she got uh, in the early morning hours after the attack, saying, hey, there's this great video. We've got some real hard intel on it. It was behind the attacks in Benghazi. Go for it. And he gives her some media contact. His son's going to do something and other people. Uh, we also know that the night of the attack, at 10 p.m., after Hillary Clinton has met for two hours, uh, in this secure video teleconference with uh, a bunch of political hacks in the White House. The president, by the way, he just went off. He, he, after, after 6 o'clock, he kind of checked out. He was preparing for his, uh, uh, his fundraiser the next day in Las Vegas. And, and he had a very, very brief conversation with Hillary at 10 o'clock that night. And then she releases her statement blaming the attacks on inflammatory uh, material on the Internet. In other words, this YouTube video. So they did it the very night, the, the very night of the attack. Uh, they had it there and waiting. They, the irony, and this is what I found out from some of these uh, emails, the irony is that even Hillary's chief of staff, Cheryl Mills, to this day was confused over which video they were supposed to blame. When she went and testified to the Benghazi Commission in front of Trey Gowdy, she was talking about a completely different video that nobody has ever heard of by some guy named Pastor John up in Oregon that got nobody at attention whatsoever. I, I don't know if she is just mentally impaired uh, or uh, her memory, she had some kind of memory problem, but here I have this woman in 2015 when this has been on the front pages, Benghazi has been on the front pages quite some time. And she's blaming a different YouTube video. Hillary didn't make that mistake. She knew what the plan was. The plan was a deception. It was to make a cover-up and have everybody watching the video. It's like a magic trick. Look at my right hand over here. That's the video. Watch my right hand. Keep your eyes on my right hand. You got my right hand? Don't look at my left hand while I'm selling guns. Bright, bright shiny object distraction. <laughs> That's right. Exactly now right. Now, uh, IQ, uh, uh, give, give us your thoughts on everything you've heard here from uh, Mr. Tim and uh, Mr. Timmerman, Perkins, and Mazella here. The video was a caricature. It was a monkey python. And it's also true that every incident in the video was part and parcel of what happened in Muhammad's life. The accurate, it was an accurate story made into a comedy but it's a tragic comedy. Muhammad was the most vile, bipedal creature that ever walked the face of this earth. And if there is any Muslim who is listening who wants to challenge me on this, I'll be so happy to talk to you. Come out from under whatever slimy rock you are. <laughs> it is a fact 
that no human being was more depraved, more dissolute, more de debauched, and more disgusting than Muhammad. How do I know that? All you have to do is read the Sunnah of Muhammad, read the Hadith. The Muslims read the Hadith, but the Quran, whom they believe Allah is the same as the God of the Bible, which of course he isn't, Allah tells them that Muhammad was the most perfect male that was ever created. So what do we have here? Brainwashed 1.5 billion human beings who truly believe that Muhammad was perfect. And hence, because he was perfect, whatever he did was halal, was okay. No matter how many times he raped people, how he murdered them, how he butchered them, how he plundered them, all of it is allowed because Allah said so. You can laugh. People laugh at what I told them. But the joke is on the people who are laughing. Because one and a half billion people believe exactly what the Quran is telling them. Every Muslim on planet Earth is a potential mass murderer. Every Muslim. Take me to court. <laughs> IQ Al Rizzoli with us today. We've also got Dan Perkins, Don Mazzella, and our good friend uh, Ken Timmerman. He has uh, got this amazing, amazing new book who he, who he is in the process of trying to uh, uh, get a movie put together. It is fantastic. It is deception. The making of the YouTube video, Hillary and Obama blamed for Benghazi. And uh, at Dan, uh, your your thoughts on, on this whole thing uh, with this movie and, and, and some of the different things moving forward here. Uh, do you have any questions for, for Ken here? Well, I, I uh, as, as somebody who's been involved with trying to get a movie made out of a novel, uh, it is not an easy process, and I wish you all the best of luck. Um, I, I guess the concern that I have is that the window of opportunity um, for Hollywood um, is, is uh, rapidly closing as we have less than 100 days to the presidential election. That doesn't mean that the movie can't be made later uh, from a historical perspective. But um, if, if Hillary loses this election, and I certainly hope she does, uh, there will be a lot of time and energy spent on why did she lose it? Will it be Will it be Benghazi? Will it be the tapes? Will it be the gun running in in um, in Kuwait uh, or uh, wherever she was doing it? Um, I don't know. I, I I think that where she is the most vulnerable. Um, where the American people have the greatest chance of understanding who this person is, is the fact that if Mr. Trump simply says to the American people, she stood over the caskets of the four men who gave their life for this country and said to their survivors, it was because of a YouTube video. She lied to them. She's going to lie to you. And he didn't really have to say much more than that. I agree with Don. It's important to talk about jobs. But if you want to impugn the integrity of this woman, 
and her and her ability and why she should not be president of the United States. There is nothing more. I can't think of a more dastardly job, a more d d dastardly task than to stand in front of four coffins draped with the American flag and outwardly lie to the American people and to the families of those four men who died, why they died. Um, I, I think that is the most, that is the easiest to understand and the most powerful message that Mr. Trump can give. And I don't think, I, I, I agree with Don, he's got to talk about jobs and the economy and a lot of stuff. But the rest of this stuff, the gun running out of uh, out of the Middle East and and what she was doing in the Clinton Foundation and the money laundering and all that crap, it's not something that the American people can get their head around. But their American people can get their head around. She stood it with her hands on the coffin of the men who died and lied to the parents and loved ones of how they died. I can't think of, I mean, I think your story is a great story, conceptually. Uh, I'm not sure there's enough time to get it done and get it out to have any impact on the election. But I think you should continue to pursue to have it made because it may be the singular issue that when the pollsters go back on November the 9th and find out why did you not vote for Mrs. Clinton, if the message comes back because she lied to the American people and the families of those fallen heroes, uh, you've got a you've got an opportunity for a, a movie to to tell that story. Um, but it's going to be tough to get done between now and the campaign, uh, the election in November. Well, we used to be able to put an instant special together in 24 hours, but that's when we had resources. Um, <laughs> No, I, uh, going back, we had the instant specials. You know, you have a, an absolutely great um, uh, a story to tell, and if we have uh, people with uh, coyotes uh, running our media, they would put it out there because it's an interesting story. Certainly some of the stuff you're going to see from uh, Donald Trump, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, they ran pictures of his wa uh, naked pictures of his current wife in the front page of the New York Post the last two days. Yes. Uh, um, you know, I, if they can run that, they can run your story. That's how I <laughs> but didn't they, didn't they also, Don, run pictures of Obama's mother naked? If they did, I didn't see it. Yeah, they did. They ran a series of pictures of his mother in uh, compromising poses. Uh, but you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I understand what you're saying about the media, and I, I, I appreciate it. I, I just don't think, Jim, there's any hope for the American mainstream media. They are liberal. They will always be liberal, and any Republican is going to have to fight that for the rest of the the rest of time. Well, look, Richard Nixon, Nixon had to fight his entire uh, presidency, and then ultimately so lost. Did, so did uh, George W. Bush fought it the, the entire time of his presidency. Uh, and, I, and I think, Jim, one of the things that we have to think about at some point in time, we need to have a discussion with a panel. Okay, if Mr. Trump wins, what is the world going to look like? 
what's going to happen to him in the American media, what's going to happen in the world of politics, because it could be a... If you think about all these people who are supposedly opposed to him in leadership positions, yes, and he becomes the president of the United States, somebody's in serious trouble. <laughs> serious trouble. Well, and uh, he's not, not going to forget who his friends nor his enemies were during this campaign. We've we've reached the end, sure. the, the end of our program here. I want to I want to have everybody go around and uh, give their plugs. First of all, IQ, uh, I I know you hate promoting your book, but I'm going to make you do it today. <laughs> go ahead, my okay. friend. Okay, my books are a trilogy called "Lifting the Veil: The True Faces of Muhammad and Islam." Um, all you need to do is Google my name, Al Rasuli, A L R A S S O O L I. It's free of charge. I don't want your money. I just want you to get to learn about Islam. Back to you. Uh, Don Mazzella, how do we get a hold of you, my friend? Pick up the book. Uh, DonMazzella.com. You can get a, see all the books. Uh, hashtag 2SB Digest if you want to learn about small business. Thank you. And uh, Dan, how do we get a hold of you, my friend? My books are available at Amazon.com. The book website is danperkins.guru. And the foundation is Songs and Stories for Soldiers and Jim. We just added today Fort Campbell, Kentucky, the home of the 101st Airborne. Fantastic. Now, uh, but before before we we let Ken Timmerman go, Ken, I'm going to have you plug your book and everything. But before we do that, uh, Dan, share with Ken uh, Songs and Stories for Soldiers. What you guys do over there? What well, we we have a foundation, Ken, that is. That was to, um, given to us, uh, the idea was given us by the Lord, and it was to take care of the veterans in the VA hospital in fighting post-traumatic stress disorder, sleep deprivation, and suicide. We have an MP3-based program that we give to soldiers in the hospital that comes preloaded with two books and an eight-hour sleep audio designed to help the soldier get to REM-level sleep where he can begin to heal. The website Songs and Stories for Soldiers US has three million songs in fifteen different genres, one hundred thousand plus audiobooks in twenty five different categories, thirty thousand old time radio shows, and four additional eight hour sleep audios that the soldiers can download for free on our player or any MP three player. Songs and stories for soldiers US. Now, uh, now, Ken, uh, before we let you go, uh, mention the website and where we can pick the book up at. Uh, start with my website, KenTimmerman.com. That's T-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N.com. Uh, that'll take you directly to Amazon. Uh, the books are in Barnes & Noble. Uh, you, you, conservative book these days, you have to ask Barnes & Noble where they are. <laughs> so the, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> They put them, they'll have a couple of copies back on the stack. So you say, I am looking for that great new book about Benghazi. It's called Deception, the Making of the YouTube Video, Hillary and Obama Blamed for Benghazi. Well, uh, thanks to everyone. We will talk to everybody next week. Thanks to Dan Perkins, Don Mazzella, IQ Rizzoli, and, of course, Tim Tem- Ken-, Ken Timmerman and Larry Pratt. And uh, tonight, uh, W4CY, you can, uh, if you're listening to us live on the stream, uh, you can get Dan Perkins, Don Mazzella. Uh, give me a preview of what you guys have coming up this evening. Tonight we've got two guys from Verona.com, uh, or two guys from Verona on 
w4cyradio.com. And um, tonight we're going to talk about an epidemic of HIV and opiate excess in uh, rural America, Appalachia, and parts all over the country. And we're going to talk a little bit about... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.